You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 1375. You know, one thing I learned was if you talk with people, we basically kind of had Jeff running the running the conversation there. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, I said, just see if he'll take 650 cash and we can put it together. That way we don't have to do a loan outside of it. And uh, asking that one question, you know, the guy came down to, he said, I'll meet you in the middle of 675. So we, we scattered up the rest of the cash. And uh, that one question saved us 25 grand. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. Imagine for a moment grossing $325,000 on one land deal and being able to find the buyer so easily that it's actually the next door neighbor. In this episode, I am interviewing my friend, Jamie Fisher, who's out in Colorado. We've known each other for many years, and he's going to share how he's doing several land deals what they're up to, and just just kind of all the tricks that, that they're using to do it. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's jump right into it. Jamie Fisher, welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. How are you today, man? Good morning, Brett. Good. How are you doing? Man, good, good. You were up early this morning. I think I was getting text messages from you about 4 a.m. Mountain Time. So uh, you've been up for a while. I'm glad to have you on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. We've been friends for for many years. So I'd love to, you know, hear in 30 to 60 seconds, like a little bit about uh, your story, you know, how you got into the mortgage industry, how you got into the land industry. Uh, so go ahead and share with Rhino Nation a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I, I kind of tripped into all of it. I've found really good people along the way that have kind of mentored me. I got into mortgage about 10 years ago through that. I kind of uh, learned a lot of the finance side of things and also learned about taxes. I learned about other things of which, you know, land was one of those. And I think that's where I kind of met you, Brent, uh, originally. And uh, we did that trip with Cody and Mark back in October of 2020. And I think that trip really kind of opened my eyes to more of the uh, wholesale side of things, specifically land, which uh, has been really, really fascinating to learn and learn from you. So, yeah, man, it's been a great trip. And, you know, our friend Jim Smith introduced us. I don't know if you remember that many, many years ago, he told me, well, this guy named Jamie moved to Colorado Springs. He's in the mortgage industry. You need to meet him. And another year went by and we finally somehow or another connected outside around him. So it's, uh, right. it's amazing how, how God works and just keeps, keeps bringing us on each other's paths. So uh, you guys are crushing it in land and I'm, I'm super excited to, to kind of hear about your journey and what you've done with it. And, and it didn't start out that way with you guys either. You know, I don't think it's always been sunshine and roses which a lot of people come on and talk about, oh, I, I'm doing, I'm crushing it, I'm killing it. For a while there, I think you had like some days of doubt. You know, I know we had a conversation where like, I don't know if I need to keep doing this, if I can keep, you know, on this path. And then next thing I know, I hear that you you do like you and uh, JP do an amazing deal. So yeah, share a little bit about that story, kind of how like you started, like what you're up to, and then almost like the uh, the doubts mm-hmm. that, that we all go through yeah. as business owners. Right. Yeah, you know, I uh, should have, you know, Jeff speak on this. Uh, I'll just kind of overview because Jeff does a lot of the the day-to-day stuff on the land. I kind of oversee, I kind of structure deals as we need them to happen. 
But, you know, we started in July of 2022 and uh, Jeff was in California and uh, decided to move out here and we kind of just gave it a shot. And for the first year, we did two like uh, wholesale deals. Just we raised a little capital off that, nothing serious. And we were trying to figure out our marketing strategy on land and what are we going to do? And I just said, well, let's just, let's just start mailing. Let's just start mailing to our back door or our back uh, area. So we started kind of Cripple Creek, Pueblo, and uh, Jeff was doing some networking on, I think, a Pace Morby group. And uh, this guy randomly said, I got a guy, he's from Canada, and uh, he had a, a guy in Texas that was looking to sell his property. And the guy wanted, uh, originally, I think he had it listed for like 900000 And it was 226 acres with a 6,000 square foot barnuminium. And uh, I thought this is really kind of like, this is a pretty big deal. I got to get some money here. I don't know where we're going to get it. So ideally, I like to try to sell fun stuff as much as I can. It just gives me more flexibility and autonomy. But I found a few investors that came in with me. I took a HELOC out against my house. And, you know, we initially were under contract for 700. The guy agreed to 700. And, you know, one thing I learned was if you talk with people, we basically kind of had Jeff running the running the conversation there. And I said to Jeff, I'm like, I said, just see if he'll take 650 cash and we can put it together. That way we don't have to do a loan outside of it. And uh, asking that one question, you know, the guy came down to, he said, I'll meet you in the middle of 675. So we, we scattered up the rest of the cash. And uh, that one question saved us 25 grand. So we uh, we found a realtor down there. We interviewed a few realtors just to really find somebody that knew that space and that kind of deal. And uh, we originally listed it for one point zero eight nine is what she recommended. We had a family come back to us. Uh, it was the neighbors. It was the neighbors, and they came back to us uh, and offered us nine hundred. So we said, "Hey, we'll meet you in the middle of about a million. And we went under contract for a million. Five months later, and uh, we closed that deal. And uh, so I think I think our profit on that total, like for the group, was was three twenty five. And then you know I paid the investors a good chunk, paid Jeff a good chunk, and then you know I don't really take a salary; I just kind of run the company. So you know everybody made a really you know good amount of money in that deal. So I think two lessons I learned: one, don't be afraid to ask for a little bit less. You know, if people are wanting to sell. And you're willing to buy, you know, you kind of have some leverage there. And then the second thing was talk to the neighbors. Whenever you get a piece of land, that should be the first group of people you talk to. So, so many powerful lessons. I got most of that, except for the part where you said how much net profit you made on that deal. Yeah, we uh, we ended up making about three hundred and twenty-five thousand gross. So after you know, I paid my HELOC off and stuff like that. You know, Jeff made sixty on that deal. Had no money into that deal because he found the deal, and uh, the company, you know, netted about one hundred thirty-four thousand on that deal. So that was a good, uh, a good deal. You know, it took some time, some patience. I mean, I was paying thirty-five hundred dollars a month on my HELOC, so I was a little nervous. I'm like, man, I hope this thing turns pretty soon, but it did. Yeah, man, that's amazing. So I love the fact too that you mentioned the fact that you asked. For a discount, you said just to get this done, I need to be around six fifty, and he met you in the middle. So twenty five thousand dollars 
to ask that one question. And most people are, are so afraid to do that. And there's been times when I've been afraid to do it because I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess this. I don't want to mess this deal up. I don't want to miss out on this deal. But you just have to have that confidence to know that another land deal is going to come up after this one, even if this one falls through. And most of the time, if someone's motivated, you're not going to kill that motivation by asking for a discount. If anything, you're going to help that motivation because they're going to feel like, okay, I'm not giving this land away. He's asking for a discount. So it must not be worth the 700,000 that I think it's worth. Maybe it's closer to 650. You're going to put doubt in their mind. You're going to have them doubting themselves. They're going to lose their, their confidence. And that's where you get that 25,000. And not that you want to play these like psychology tricks on people. It's just, it's just the art of negotiation. You can't just go in there and pay anything that they ask because, you know, if, if that were the case, like you would see all these parcels of land listed and selling for what they're listed at. If you notice a lot of times, if you look at what's listed and what's selling, it always sells for less per acre than what is listed. Because everyone shoots for the stars and they eventually get happy because they hit the light pole. And then the second thing is talking to the neighbors. That's huge. I use a program called Pebble. Uh, if, if anybody wants a free 14-day trial to that and a $50 mail credit, I mail the neighbors with Pebble. I, basically, I put in the address or the APN and then I click all around that property and the neighbors get a beautiful letter with pictures of the property saying, hey, I'd love to sell you this land next door to you. It's adjacent to your land. I'd even possibly consider seller financing and you probably weren't seller financing this deal, but that's some things we put on there. And the neighbor letters are powerful because the neighbors always always want more land. So, and I, I'm thinking like, I want to put myself in the shoes of everyone listening to this is they're probably like, well, why wouldn't that guy just sell to the neighbor? Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I think anybody can disposition this the same way we are doing it. People just don't know. They don't think they don't have conversations, lots of conversations. And, you know, I've learned and I, I think, Brent, you may have mentioned this to me way back, but you make your money on the buy, you lose your money on the sell. So it's always good when you're, our, when you're negotiating to make as much as you can on the buy, because on the sell, if you don't disposition it correctly, you can also lose a lot of money on the back end. So we really kind of started um, just literally picking up the phone when we get a piece of property under contract and uh, call the neighbors, call the neighbors around. We have one in Grand Junction uh, right now. We just bought for ten grand off a guy. He uh, owns a, a boat company up there, and it's just a one-acre plot. You know, you look in there, it looks like a war zone. And we put that on a Facebook marketplace, and we've had uh, ten people make verbal offers. We've gotten like three in hand, and we're picking our highest and best today. So you know, right now the highest we've got is forty-one thousand on that one. We're hoping to push that up to like forty-five. You know, just, and we've said to every, you know, I said to the neighbors and I, I don't like the tit for tat stuff either. You know, I don't like pitting people against each other, but that's the way sometimes you can really maximize your profit. So I just said, you know, Hey, we got 10 offers. We probably need to be in the forties to be competitive at this point. Please provide your highest and best Tuesday at by noon. So a couple of people have responded back. There's a reason why we call it the land sharks. We create a feeding frenzy sometimes when it comes to selling this land. We want to have multiple buyers beating down your door to get this land. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've had um, times where we've just had one buyer for a piece of land. 
you know, and that's okay. You, you take your wins and sometimes you don't make as much as you could, but you know, you're, you're happy with what you get. So, you know, part of what I've done is, you know, I, I run mortgage full time still. So I kind of built a team, uh, Jeff or JP does a lot of my acquisition stuff. And that guy is amazing on the phone. You know, we have conversations with people. We're not trying to buy something from them. We're having a conversation with them. And I think through that, the transaction actually happens. So we don't really catch people off guard, you know, or they just get immediately turned off. Because one thing you'll hear from a lot of people you're trying to buy land from is the last two jokers tried to, you know, screw me, you know, give me a lowball offer. You're going to hear that a lot because, uh, you know, there's people out there that do this and they don't know how to have a conversation with somebody. And I, I just had a guy just talk to him. His name is Ricky. He's a retired sergeant major. He said, the only people that call me are con men, crooks. And he said something else super like offensive to, you know, be taken offensive. And uh, so we started talking and come to find out he was the E9 in the military because he's my neighbor on a piece of land that I own in Cripple Creek. I was trying to sell him my parcel to have a buildable lot. And he's like, well, what do you want to sell for? And I said, 13. And he's like, well, I'll sell you mine for 13. And I'm like, well, you know, 13 is kind of the max. I don't want to buy at the max, right? I want to buy his at like seven or eight. So anyway, we had a great conversation. I told him, you know, hey, let's just stay in touch because uh, the two lots together is uh, 6,000 square feet and they're building a lot of like multi-unit out there. So uh, that was kind of a little thing I learned is uh, he tended to turn the, turn the ropes on us as well. So I think when you're talking to people, you know, find out what they want to do. And Ricky built me in on the history of Cripple Creek, you know, which I thought was really interesting. He said the town used to be 77,000 people. And I said, what? I said, where'd they put everybody? And he's like, yeah, a lot of them lived in, you know, wood frame stuff. And, you know, it was a gold mining town back in the day. So that's kind of what's still driving people to that area. So I think when you start looking at areas in your neighborhood, find the areas that you really are comfortable with, that you get to know, and then really get to know one area and learn how to do it really well, and then kind of branch out from there um, would be one of my my things too. So. Uh, so yeah. So anyway, going back to the team piece, you know, Jeff and uh, this other guy Ryan, he's a farmer part time. They do my acquisition, and then one thing I said we we need in our team is somebody that could come in and really organize us. And I talked to a few people, and there's a gal I know in my network that came in, and she was a kindergarten teacher, and we are her classroom, and she keeps things very organized. Find a teacher if you're looking for like an admin. They're super organized. They instruct well, and uh, you know they're not afraid to call kids out. So yeah, so that's kind of what how I, how I have my team structured right now. Wow, that is impressive. I never thought about that. Having a kindergarten teacher come in and bring organization to your actually structure to your organization, right. and I've got. A child, my daughter is in kindergarten right now, and it's just sheer chaos. It, it really is. And uh, her teacher is just incredible, just keeping them organized. And I go in there, and she can bring calm upon that classroom yeah. within minutes. And I'm just impressed. I'm blown away. Like that is a huge gold nugget you just shared there, Jamie. Uh, anybody that's out there is like, listen, I want to step up to the next level in my organization, then hire an executive assistant. Hire an executive assistant with some type of, uh, 
you know, teaching background or <laughs> preferably an elementary school education background where they have experience with children, uh, that would be powerful. Jamie, that's, I mean, what a, what a great deal that, that I'm still stuck on the uh, 226 acres with the 6,000 square foot barnuminium. Any idea why those neighbors wanted to buy that land? Yeah, I just think they wanted to add to their portfolio because the land was in three separate parcels. So you could have individually sold off each each part. And sometimes that's another thing is you can sell smaller chunks for more. So right now, you know, one of the reasons I think this neighbor specifically wanted it, and this is the realtor. The realtor talked to the neighbors for us, which was nice. So the power of having a good realtor okay. in that area. So you, you listed it with one of those. We did. And, you know, we paid her, we paid her well and, uh, she brought the buyer and she got double-sided on that big deal. So, you know, which I was, I was great grateful for because I don't think we could have, you know, got that much action and traction that fast. And she had a history of selling those bigger deals. So when you are looking to list through a realtor, you know, ask them, you know, Hey, how many of these kind of deals have you done and structured? We did run into some title issues on it. And she came in and, and cleaned that up for us with the title company. I mean, it was phenomenal. So, you know, make sure you have a list of questions to ask when you're looking to list through a realtor because not all realtors do land. In fact, very few do land and very few do it really good. So um, if you find a good land realtor in a specific area, make sure you, you keep their information. So especially out of state because they know how to deal with some of these other complex things. How did you find this land land sale specialist real estate agent? Well, you know, Brent, I took your advice. We went to land.com. I think that's where we initially chatted with her. And then we talked to a few other realtors and we came back to her. So I think go go to where, you know, you're going to see the realtors promoting land. That's how we found Angela. And uh, her last name is McDonald. If anybody needs a, a good land realtor need, near the Houston area, um, there's a pitch for Angela. But yeah, she did a, a phenomenal job getting us yeah. structured on that one. Shout out to Angela McDonald in the Houston, Texas area. Yeah, I'll tell you, I paid many years to be on land.com as the land specialist. And that's over $1,000 a month yep. to, to be in that slot. Right. So if, if there's a realtor that's paying to be that land specialist in that area, that's a surefire way to know that they're serious because they're paying good money over, I think it was about 13, almost 14,000 a year to be in that spot. And some areas are actually more than that mm. than, than what I was paying. So that's a, that's a great, great gold nugget there to find that land sale specialist realtor. And then also, I don't want to breeze over this is you paid both sides of that commissions, this, the listing agent, as well as the buyer's agent. And I'm glad to hear that because you, Angela deserved that because you know, she went to work on it and you didn't nickel and dime her and say, oh, well, you're getting both sides of the transaction. Can you cut your commission in half? You better believe that she's going to jump <laughs> when you have another land deal. Or maybe, maybe she'll come across a land deal and send it your way as yep. well because she's she knows she's going to get the, uh, the commission when she sells it to you and then hopefully both sides again. So um, that's great incentive to align partnerships with uh, your, your land sales specialist real estate agent. Jamie, we're running out of time here. Any other gold nuggets? Anything else you want to share with Rhino Nation? Yeah. Well, one last thing I would share is when you're dealing with uh, obtuse pieces of land, those are the ones you can normally get the cheapest. 
One, we just got 10 acres in Westcliff, just to the south of us. Jeff had found this one through one of our mailing campaigns. And we picked it up for $3,500, 10 acres. And what we're doing now is we're working with the lady that owns the front lot that uh, has the road access to that 10 acres. She's got six more. So she wants, you know, around 9K. We're trying to get her down a little bit. But if we can get the nine, you know, if we can get hers, we'll have 16 acres down to Westcliff with road access. And we probably sell or finance that one for about 75000 so, you know, when you're looking for, for land. Wow. And, How much total will you have into it? 3,500 plus the, the nine. So we'd be in it for about 12, five to 13,000. So when you're, when you're dealing with obtuse pieces of land, you know, just think outside the box because a lot of times those land lock, those land, those land parcels that are landlocked, a lot of people just kind of breeze over them. I can't get access to it. Right. Or I don't want to talk to the neighbors. So, you know, I said to Jeff, I said, buy that. Worst case, we'll sell it to the back neighbor who owns like 200 acres around it. But uh, we're trying to get that uh, front part with the with the road access because then we have 16 acres with road and we'll just sell them as a package to sell or carry them to somebody. So when you are finding these kind of weird deals where you're like, yeah, nobody nobody's going to want that, just think outside the box because that's where the money's at a lot of times. Literally outside the box. And, and for anybody that's not... Uh up on, you know, what uh, an obtuse, what is your definition of obtuse? Is that, that's geometry, correct? Yeah. Something what that, does that look something like? Is that, that a square? Across, is that like a flag shaped lot? What is that? I, I mean it like something that people view as unusable. Something that's just awkward. Unusable. Okay. Garbage land. It's like garbage land, you know, and a lot of times road oh, access. Yeah. Okay. Road access is, is all that's needed for some of these. And uh, the landlocked ones are some of my favorite. Because you just call the neighbors around and sell it to the neighbors. They want to ex- extend or you buy their land and then you, you sell or finance it out. Oh, man. So many questions. So how are you finding the phone numbers to call these neighbors? Okay. This is my, this is my one nugget that I think is going to be super useful to your podcast. So if you've got a good realtor friend, they have access to a program called Forewarn. And Forewarn gives you their criminal history. It gives you everything on everybody. I look myself up and I'm like, yep. <laughs> it was really accurate. So Forewarn is, a, is an application I have now on my phone. My realtor friend hooked me up with it. So all you got to do is enter in the first name, last name, and the city, and it'll pull up their information. One other thing you can do, and this wow. is one thing me and Jeff use too, is uh, True People Search. If you guys aren't using True People Search, it's a great way to get lots of information on pretty much anybody out there. Forewarn. And do I have to be a real estate agent, a licensed real estate agent to get access to Forewarn? You do. And like uh, Colorado, where I'm from here, they have it for free through the PPAR, Pikes Peak Association of Realtors. They have it for free. Uh, it's coming for free in, uh, in January to all realtors. And it's it's supposed to be one thing that realtors can go look up people to see if, you know, if they meet somebody they don't know to make sure that they don't have like some kind of violent past where they could, you know, hurt the realtor. That's ultimately why the program was designed. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They're going into these houses and these buildings alone with, with people. It's It's nice to kind of do a background check on them. Well, Jamie... Thank you so much for being a go-giver. Thanks for being on Rhino Nation Wholesaling Inc. podcast. 
you know, where can people get in touch with you? I know you have an amazing uh, mortgage business and you've helped a lot of veterans get mortgages, including myself. So thank you for that. You got a couple uh, loans for me, I think on our lake house and uh, our house in, in Florida as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can call me on my cell phone. It's 719-304-6143. I lend it. I used to lend in all 50 states. I lend in about 10 now, primarily the military centric states. So uh, I primarily do VA loans, but we do all types. But no, the one thing I think with working with me is uh, I'm more than just a loan officer. I'm a connector. I'm a networker. I have my financial planning cert so I can help you know, with finances and stuff like that, if people have questions. And a lot of the stuff is stuff I'm passionate and just love doing. Um, for me, it's not even about the money. It's, it's just truly helping people get into a better position in life than uh, where they're at. So I love it. Well, here you have it, Rhino Nation. Jamie Fisher gave you a cell phone number, true go-giver. And I think I, I owe you guys a link. I was talking about Pebble and how I send those neighbor letters and how I just click on the parcels around and they get a beautiful letter. Now, we do have to upload the photos uh, to get those those photos on the letters, but that link is thelandsharks.com forward slash CRM as in customer relationship manager. And Rhino Nation, take action right away. Uh, go out there to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land. Schedule a call, fill out that application and change your life today. Land is one of the easiest, fastest ways to make a fortune in real estate. It's one of the lowest barriers of entry. And uh, that's the reason why I love it. There's, there's hardly any moving parts with land. So until next time, God bless. See you on the next one, Rhino Nation. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.